Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Let's start off with some really awesome news. For those people unaware, Angie and Gracie were on Ashley Banfield on News Nation on Friday night, February 9th, which was the first time ever that Grant and Gracie's story had ever been covered on national news. It was such a big deal. It was just seriously monumental. So how this happened, Olivia Vitale, who is behind the highly successful 
TikTok account, Chronicles of Olivia. She actually was the first content creator to make a video about Grant's case. And she was recently involved in a Paramount Plus documentary about the Idaho murders. And the Banfield team asked her if she had any other cases that she wanted to bring to the table. And she said, why? Yes, I do. So the first block or segment was Olivia teeing things off. And then after that, Angie and Gracie were interviewed for about 10 minutes by Ashley Banfield. And oh my gosh, it was heartbreaking to watch. And it also made me a little bit angry. I mean, this poor teenage girl you have here, Gracie Solomon, she's lost her brother, her best friend. She's been abused by her father. No one will listen. She had to go to YouTube to talk about this, even with a DCS substantiation No one's listening though. So at this point, she has to go on national television and plead for help and just relive and and tell the really ugly, dark parts of of what happened to her. And you know, she still has to go to school and face her friends and her teachers. And I just kept thinking like, this girl is so brave. Gracie is such a hero. And then you have Angie who did such a phenomenal job. She was so strong, so well-spoken. And you could just tell she knew that she could not break down because she had to be there to comfort Gracie because Gracie was very, very visibly upset. So yeah, I mean, if you didn't watch it, there there is one point where Ashley says to Angie, Angie, you know, if Aaron were here, what would you say to him? And Angie said, nothing. I'd say nothing to him. And I was watching it with my husband and my husband was like, whoa, that was powerful. So I believe Banfield will be tracking the story. So that is really awesome news. And God is good. You know, our prayers have been that somebody from the national media will cover this and they have. So hopefully we have more good news around coverage coming soon. Okay, now pivoting, uh, there was a comment on one form of social media uh, that I do want to address, essentially saying that they would like to know more about what's going on with the actual investigation, like what we're doing behind the scenes. And yes, I, I do keep that stuff pretty general, but I think it's for good reason. I assume when it comes to this podcast that, quote unquote, everyone is listening Everyone is listening, if that makes sense. So sometimes I hesitate in sharing every little detail as to not ruin what's happening behind the scenes, if that makes sense. But I'm certain, I'm certain there will come a time where I can just blurt everything out, but that time is just not right now. But I do appreciate everyone trying to do their part in, you know, donating money here and there or sharing a social media post or just telling your friend about this insane case. And uh, just in terms of the GCA complaint, because we've been very forward about that, that is being refiled with an attorney. So an attorney will be taking care of that because clearly (laughs) the citizens don't get any type of respect. So we've realized that the guys, the mayor, the sheriffs, they just, yeah, they don't have any regard for um, citizens or constituents that support Grant Solomon, Gracie Solomon, or Angie Solomon. You got to get lawyers to get these things done. 
And additionally, I briefly mentioned that we did have a plan about starting another private investigation with an accident reconstruction and a computer-aided uh, drawing to start, but that fell through with the people that we were counting on. So we are working on going a different route, but believe me, that is going to happen. I mean, that absolutely needs to happen. So hopefully I will have good news about that shortly. And again, there is a GoFundMe in the episode notes. If you want to donate to that, or you just want to see some of the cost breakdown. And regardless of what anyone says, any experts or guests I have on here, I firmly believe that my gosh, That needs to happen. An accident recon needs to happen. Something went down in Sumner County that day. To this day, something is not right, and we need to stay on top of them and expose this. And I even wrote another letter to the DA, and I mentioned that on the mini episode, so if I hear back, I will let you guys know. And I'm just thinking out loud and and being honest with you guys right now, I do receive information about certain key players that we speak about from different sources. And some of this information just seems so plausible. Like these people have no reason to lie. And it seems like this info would check out, but I haven't been able to get concrete proof. So it it does get frustrating. Like I am in New York and this case is in Tennessee and I am one person and I am working so hard to connect these dots and I would like to be extremely ethical. So yes, there is an off chance that when I receive a tip that seems totally plausible, there is a small chance that uh, it might not be true and I really don't want to ruin anyone's reputation until I'm absolutely certain. So yeah, sometimes I'm like, ugh. I wish I lived in Tennessee because I would be out there every day making this my full-time job connecting these dots. But I do want to ask this of the listeners, and and this is going to sound a little weird, Um, the Tennessee local listeners specifically, anyone listening, are you familiar with, I believe there are two swingers clubs in the Nashville area? Do you know of these? Are they very private are they hard to get into? Are they crowded? Are they disgusting? And and this is not for my pleasure. Um, just shoot me an email, lauren at magicshack.com. I know enough from the research I've done, but I'm just curious if anyone listening has personal experiences with any of these swingers clubs. Um, okay. Now one last pivot before we get into our guest for today, something that I neglected to update everyone on. And I think that's because it occurred during the break I was taking in December and January. And that is Anglican watch. Eric from Anglican watch had filed a complaint against the funeral home director, Pam Stevens, at the Williamson Memorial Funeral Home. And if you recall, this was because she had disposed of Grant's clothing without permission and had Grant's legs broken so he could fit into the casket. And his mother, Angie, had to see his legs like that. She was not aware. And it was just absolutely awful, just trauma all over again. And the state regulations board said back to Eric 
that they'd issue a warning to the funeral home, which is now under new management, I believe, but nothing actionable will be done. Um, yeah, of course. I'm I'm really not surprised. Like none of this surprises me. It's like, oh, thanks for letting us know. But anything to do with Grant or Gracie or Angie Solomon, we're just not touching. Uh yeah, but I think it's a good thing to keep Grant's name out there and and have it official and on paper and connect it with different mishandlings across the state. Just to let it be known that we are taking action. We are not being silent, but we're just not being taken seriously. So I linked out Eric's article in the episode notes. So you could read more and you can actually read what he received back from the Federal Regulations Board. Okay, today's guest, buckle up for Dr. Byron Davis, who doesn't hold back. Dr. Byron Davis is a Tennessee local. He's a former Marine and he's former law enforcement. Where else than Williamson County? Will you look at that? He also became a doctor of psychology in 2015, but right now, Byron and his team, and his team consists of ex-law enforcement, retired FBI, they are currently investigating Tennessee corruption as a whole. Yes, you heard that right. This guy specializes in corruption and he knows all about it. So I am ready to play you guys this interview with Dr. Byron Davis. And I linked out his Twitter and more info about him in the episode notes if you want to kind of look him up while you're listening, because everything he has to say is very, very interesting. I have been anticipating our chat. I have to tell you, I've been really, really looking forward to it. Um, But first, can you just give everybody listening a background on who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So uh, pleasure being here. I'm glad you you brought me in. I enjoy doing things like this uh, most of the time. Uh, It's a get out there in front of the world. You know, it's it's, uh, definitely overwhelming from time to time. But Mm -hmm. so... Uh, I'm a Marine veteran. I served from 2008 to 2012. And uh, after that, I went into contracting shortly over in Afghanistan. And then uh, 2013 began my law enforcement career. Um, And I graduated with my doctoral degree in 2021 with the intent of targeting PTSD among law enforcement officers. And uh, Mm. that was the first study that or my dissertation that I uh, conducted was along the lines of that. But uh, when I started my career in 2013, and as time progressed up until uh, July of last year, whenever I decided to retire, the uh, focus kind of shifted a little bit. Um, and and that wasn't, that was not by design at all. It was because I started noticing uh, probably four or five years prior to my retirement, just the intense level of corruption in our government and uh, the, the two-tier justice system. You hear a lot about that um, in, in the media with the two-tier justice system. Uh, but I was one of those, I was one of those cops that had uh, put blinders on, you know, as long as it doesn't affect me. Um, and as long as you don't do anything in front of me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn the blind eye of whatever I hear. Uh, it's all rumors uh, to me anyway, until I actually see something. Well, then uh, someone that I care about dearly became a victim of that corruption. And, uh, you know, I tried to resolve the issues as a law enforcement officer. I tried to resolve the issues while I was still serving uh, behind closed doors discreetly to try to get individuals to solve the problem. 
But what I found is that um, you have judges that uh, know that there's very little that you can do. You have elected and appointed officials that know there's very little that you can do. And I attempted to utilize the avenues available to me, such as the Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct. And uh, the information that I submitted, you know, me me being a law enforcement officer, I, I prosecuted and convicted hundreds of criminals over the course of my yeah. career and uh, had a very, very high conviction rate in uh, my prosecutions. Um, and whenever I submitted all the evidence that I had to the Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct, they dismissed it. Uh, whenever, and I was like, there's no way. The, there's no way the system's this bad. Uh, so I started doing some research on the Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct and found that they actually dismiss well over 90% of cases against judges and that none of the cases are public record. That is whenever I really started branching out into the significant in-depth corruption within our justice system. Um, and as a result, because of that, because of what happened to a very dear friend of mine, I decided to retire from law enforcement. Um, it's only a matter of time before they come after you. If you're a law enforcement officer, they'll do everything they can to ruin your career, uh, accuse you of you know, committing. I've, I've seen it time and time again where they accuse you of uh, stealing time and they charge you with theft or they'll say, um, if you resign, we won't charge you. And we'll let you keep your post certification, go to another department and work. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I retired and decided to pursue corruption full time and, um, and help in criminal justice reform in the, uh, in, in different, in a different manner than what you see in the media. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I take a little bit different approach, uh, to that, but, uh, we're actually in the process of starting a private investigations company getting licensed for that. So, uh, we'll make wow. it official. Okay. So I just, I have a few questions just to clarify. Mm-hmm. So what, um, where, where are you, which, uh, County, I guess, are you in Tennessee and where were you, um, a police officer? So, um, I, I've been a police officer in Williamson. Uh, so the city that I worked in is in both Williamson and Murray County. Okay. Um, so I was in two different jurisdictions. We split the jurisdictions depending on where we. You know, I have a hard time. time with jurisdictions. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> them. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So you split them. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, so Williamson, Murray County uh, okay. is is where I worked initially whenever I began my career. And then I went over to Rutherford County uh, Sheriff's Office uh, and and I spent about a year there before I finally I went to my administration, uh, which was great. Uh, my sheriff all the way down to my leaders. And I said, listen, this is what I've got going on. Yeah. They're probably going to come after me. I just want to give you guys the heads up before, you know, that way you can come talk to me whenever somebody calls you and, and accuses me of something and starts fabricating yeah. things. Uh, you can come to me before you fire me, you know, and uh, they were great, but I didn't want to put them in a position to have to make that decision. So I went ahead and uh, I went ahead and retired and uh, yeah, after full time. So, no so strings then- attached. When you say they, you're talking about who exactly in case they so, come after me in case. Yeah, I just want to clarify that as well. So Williamson County, much like most counties um, and, and most, I mean, governments throughout the United States, mm-hmm. um, you've heard the term deep state quite a bit. Uh, Donald Trump's mentioned it. You, you've heard it in the media. You know, 15 years ago, if somebody mentioned deep state, you were a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a common term, common phrase used uh, daily, you know, in the media. Um, but every every government uh, has 
it's good old boy system or it's deep state. Um, and in Williamson County, it's pretty much diehard Republican. And I, I do. I, I still I support Republicans and conservatives um, for the most part. I lean that way with conservative values, um, but the I've distanced myself from the GOP um, because of what I've seen uh, with some of this stuff. They, they a lot of this stuff you submit to them. You 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 reach out to these people for help and who who are in you know county commissioners, the mayor, uh, the district attorney. Uh, the judges, you know, you reach out to these people and say, "Hey, this is what I've got going on. Can you help with this?" And they bury their hand, they bury their heads in the sand, you know. And that is a that is a significant problem across the United States, um, you know, not just Williamson County. Williamson County is horrible with that. I mean, and and of course, I mean, you and I've talked about some of the things that we found out, uh, uh, you know, going on in Middle Tennessee and in the state government and stuff like that. Williamson County is right in the middle of that. They're right in the middle of that. I mean, Jack Johnson, who is a legislator in uh, Nashville, uh, his wife is a circuit court judge. I will say this. His wife is I've never had an issue with her. I think she's always been great. I've actually went in front of her on a couple cases. Um, she's always done great with me. There's a lot of speculation out there in terms of with with Jack Johnson and stuff like that, um, that a lot of people are looking into. Uh, but you know, Williamson County is is it's probably one of the worst in the state of Tennessee whenever it comes to people covering up crimes, burying their heads in the sand and protecting people with that two-tier justice system. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, Deanna Johnson, she did make a pretty terrible ruling um, towards Angie Solomon. Yes, Uh, yes. I I think you're aware of that. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I did read that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. But um, but yeah, go ahead. You know, with, with the courts also, you know, I read through all that ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Angie. Uh, I've talked to her over text message and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, somebody who has what I can tell you is somebody who has a doctor degree in psychology, who understands mental health and who understands um, many different aspects associated with with the uh, mental health spectrum, whatever the case. Yeah, She's not one of them. You know, like (laughs) what, which is some of the things that they've put out there. You know, uh, I did read through that ruling and that's exactly what I'm referring to whenever it comes to the two-tier justice system. If you have connections in these systems, they will, they will absolutely, uh, or if you don't have connections to these systems, or if you're going up against somebody who has connections to these systems, they will absolutely weaponize the system against you. And just reading through some of the stuff that I saw, um, I 100% believe that the system was weaponized against Angie. Some of the stuff they put in there was just ridiculous. I mean, I read something on there yeah. uh, that didn't even sound like it should be in a court document. It just oh, sounded really? Do so... Do you remember what it was? <laughs> I cannot remember what yeah. it was, but we were, uh, me and my partner were, were reading it together. Uh, she was reading it to me as we were headed home from Nashville. Yeah. And she read it to me and I was like, that sounds like a fifth grader wrote that. <laughs> and it came, it came from a court, you know, I'm like, I know it's not on. funny. I'm laughing, but it's, it's actually yeah. not funny. And, you know, everybody who's listening to this podcast knows that she had this um, rebuffed, you know, by a doctor on her side, a forensic right. doctor or, or psychologist. I, I can't recall um, exactly which one it was at this point, but yeah, they're like, no, she's not crazy. And yeah, it's not really funny, but it's kind of become this joke, right? Like she is a pharmacist and she, she works right. like to this day, she works and she's actively filling people's uh, prescriptions. And it's like, she didn't see her kids for five years because of right. this guy allegedly. And, um, 
Yeah, but let me, sorry, I digress. Let me go back to, I want to just ask you something that you had said initially. You had said um, when you would file things uh, that I think it was with the, um, I don't remember what you said exactly. Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct. Yes, thank you. You said Mm -hmm. that they would just dismiss it. Now, what mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? What what were you filing that they would dismiss? Um, when yeah, when you so that? so we had evidence of uh, we had evidence of theft. We had evidence of altering government documents. Uh, we had evidence of lying in testimony. Um, Is this all the same evidence- case or a different case? Uh, it, it's it's a multi. It's just multiple different magistrates in the same office. Oh, okay. Uh, this had, is just things that you would file. Sorry. I'm just yeah, trying to, okay. yeah, no, no, it, no, it's no, it's fine. Uh, yeah. But so this, this office come, it, it was composed of uh, multiple magistrates, which fell under the general sessions court in Williamson County. And over the course of how many ever years and, and this, and, and this goes to, to make my point in terms of that. If, if you don't get control of something early, you'll lose control of it to the point where it's almost irrecoverable later on, which is where we've gotten in our governments thus far. So we had several individuals in this office who had gotten away with criminal behavior and gotten away with unethical behavior for so long because you had two Republican conservative judges who buried their heads in the sand and refused to do anything about it. And I think a lot of it had to do with because they didn't want to be embarrassed themselves because they allowed their office to get out of control like that. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, uh, we had uh, started gathering evidence uh, whenever uh, my good friend was in there. She started seeing illegal and unethical behavior in the office. She would go forward with it. Nothing would get done. So I told her uh, this This started in 2018 or I'm sorry, 2019. I said, you need to start documenting everything, everything, that, everything that you can document it. So that's what we started doing uh, as a backup plan for if they came after her. And they did. They did come after her. Um, at the end of the day, all she did was she just lost her job. Uh, but I think there's no doubt in my mind that had we not went to them and said, listen, we're about to turn all this information over that you have done over the course of, of four years. Had we not started submitting that information and them see that we had criminal evidence of criminal and unethical behavior, Mm -hmm. there's a possibility they may have came after her. Uh, but we haven't even put everything we have out there, but nonetheless, I submitted all of that evidence over to the Tennessee uh, Board of Judicial Conduct, mm-hmm. and an investigation wasn't even conducted. And, and investigations aren't conducted in uh, over 90% of cases that are submitted. And then that information is not public record. And that makes no sense either because judges are elected public officials. And there's only one conclusion that we can come to about why that information it's not public. It's because they are protecting corrupt judges. Simple as that. Did you know um, Tamika Sanders when you were at Williamson County? I, I did not. I did not know her. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm not sure if you um, are aware, or, but she was the one who reviewed the complaint against yeah GCA. And she was like, nope, you have nothing here. Um, the the criminal statute of limitations yeah. is, is beyond at this point. And I just right. thought that was interesting because she was the one who decided that Gracie and Grant didn't need any help in 2018. Right. She mm-hmm. was the one who also decided Angie was crazy 
And I mean, I know that it's not illegal for her to look into that. I I was just like, wow, this seems like a really big conflict of interest here that she would be the one, <laughs> you know, shutting this down. Right. But yeah, just curious. Okay. All right. So if you don't mind, what do you mind sharing what uh, happened to someone that you know that kind of got you into this place and wanting to investigate yeah. corruption? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So uh, she was she was much like me. She shared conservative values. And the individual she worked with did not. They were, um, you know, you can be you can be liberal and you can be conservative and be normal, but you have both conservatives and liberals who run into what we call the far left and the far right, and neither one is better than the other one. Uh, both are equally dangerous. Uh, you have your far right lunatics, you have your far left lunatics. And we interacted with them all the time as law enforcement officers on the street and they are equally dangerous in their own ways. Uh, but this office had become embedded with far left individuals. Um, you know, they, they would say things, I mean, they would talk about, uh, anytime a cop or an officer was shot and killed, I mean, they would just celebrate in this office. Um, and she was surrounded by this crap. You know, they would refer to law enforcement as the Gestapo. Um, you know, they would say things like, don't get stopped driving black in Williamson County. And as someone who worked in Williamson County, like this area, especially in the Metro Nashville, that's a whole different place. But this area of Middle Tennessee is is a good area to live. Mm. Uh, but they, whenever she started noticing the criminal activity, like she uh, the supervisor came to her one day and said, hey, uh, change your time to this. So she, she said, well, I didn't work that. This is what sparked it all. He said, change your time to this. She said, I didn't work those hours. And uh, the other one, another magistrate that had been there for several years, came to her and said, just do it. Don't ask questions. So she did it. Well, immediately upon doing it, she called the judge and said, hey, this just happened. And the judge was like, no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. So in short, whenever that happened, the supervisor, who had also been there for a long time, ended up having to resign um, as a result of getting essentially getting, uh, you know, allowing people to pad their timesheets. Mm-hmm. But what was going on whenever she first got there and what we discovered is that there was a little theft ring going on among these individuals in this office. Well, when he re- had to resign, then we caught another magistrate altering government, docu- government, docu- uh, government documents and uh uh, there's so much going through my mind. Like I'm just living <laughs> okay. all this. Like, it's okay. Get out of my mouth. Um, but she got caught altering government documents. We turned that in and she ended up, they ended up getting rid of her 
Um, and then there was a, another magistrate who got caught lying in testimony and she ended up resigning, you know, so, uh, and then another one was caught still in time, uh, and he ended up, they ended up getting rid of him. So it was several resignations and, and people that didn't get reappointed. Well, they all came to the conclusion that it was her that was forwarding this information when it, at the end of the day, it was me. I was the one forwarding the information, but she was the one giving it to me. Uh, she's a sweetheart. She, she's not confrontational. Um, I am the complete opposite. If I see you doing something shady, I will absolutely yeah. confront you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the workplace bullying and harassment started at that point. Uh, she would come in and her things would be strewn all over the floor. Uh, they would, I mean, they would leave nasty notes on the on the wall whenever she'd come in and stuff like that. So it got pretty These insane. These are adults. This is so crazy. Like you would adults. think. What? Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's completely and, and this is the thing. The supervisor they have in there now, the most experience that he had was as a as a jailer in the juvenile detention center. And that's the type of pathetic decisions that these individuals make. Uh, but nonetheless, this went on. Uh, this went on over the course of about three and a half years. I mean, everything was fine for about the first six months, and then whenever they realized that she wasn't going to tolerate the corrupt behavior, they turned on her and they started fabricating uh, things on her. They started uh, doing all of these just these bullying her, and, and it was just absolutely crazy what she had to go through. One of the magistrates in there actually. Uh, uh, so, in the state of Tennessee, in order to commit an assault. All you have to do is place someone in fear of being hit or har- or harmed. You yeah, don't even have to I learned that on. based on yep. George Brewer's. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is place someone in fear. Um, there was a magistrate in there who placed her in fear. Like he's scared. the abs- I mean, she's 100 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's 50 at the time, 51 years old. You know, and he and this is a this is a young I mean, he's a young man, you know, scared the hell out of her. Um uh, with a state trooper uh, sitting right there. So whenever we brought that information forth, nothing got done. Mm. Uh, so that right there is kind of what started all of this and and what kind of led me down the path of where I'm at now. They're going to do what we asked them to do. It's as simple as that. We're, because we're just going to keep digging stuff up on them. I mean, it's one of those things. And this is why I, I tell people all the time, like, you have to be persistent in this. Mm-hmm. You have to be persistent and you have otherwise they're just going to they're just going to brush you off and continue doing what they're doing. You have to be persistent. And you have to continue going after it, which is exactly what we're doing. I mean, this has been going on for a year now and we're still uncovering information. on them. We I mean, some of the information we've got now we're about to t- send over. I'm not going to say you're talking about the judges. The, OK, yes. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the okay. judges and the magistrates and individuals in here. But we're about to we're about to send information over to another state investigative agency, which is going to launch another investigation. And they're currently in the second TBI investigation in three years into a magistrate who broke the law. So, but that's another aspect that, you know, I respect the TBI. I worked with those guys. I was on the human trafficking task force for a little while. Um, and the overwhelming majority of those guys are squared away and good to go. But the TBI, the TBI is also okay. political. It's yeah. also very political. You know, they're, they're not going to, uh, especially whenever you've got in, an individual who's over the TBI who was once the sheriff in Williamson County. Uh, so it's very political. So Are you it's hard about to get anything Jeff done. Long? No, he's Jeff not TV. Oh, I am. Okay, I was right. I yeah, said he, I misspoke on the Mill Creek podcast about him, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah he's the uh, he's the uh, over the homeland security in state Tennessee. Yeah. And and Je- Jeff, I, I, uh, Jeff was a damn good sheriff. I will I will say that. 
that. Uh, I don't know where he's went since he went up to the TBI, but what I can tell you is that there's, there's a lot of crap going on in Williamson County and people that people need to go to jail for, and they're just not. And and if you submit it over to the DA, it's up to her to submit it to the TBI. The TBI is not going to do anything unless the DA submits it over to them. So it's very political, very political. And this is the battles that people fight whenever they're trying to combat corruption. Now, I know that, you know, we are, I guess, well, we've got two different uh, types of corruption, I guess. We've, we've got our, you know, our issues with Williamson County, um, you know, regarding mm-hmm. GCA and everything. And then obviously we've got Sumner County. So um, do you think anything that you're doing right now in uncovering the corruption that that you are uncovering, do you think that could help our cause with anything pertaining to Gracie Solomon and GCA or Grant Solomon? Mm-hmm. You do. I do. Yeah, okay. I do. And and where I think where I think it'll help at is these people know that I'm not going away. The county attorney, Lisa Carson, she knows I'm not going away. I've called her in lies on emails. Um, I just called her in, in another lie uh, not long ago whenever I filed, uh, uh, whenever I got public records requests from the late uh, Kim Helper, who was the DA at the time, whenever all this stuff was being uh, submitted, uh, uh, submitted over to them. Uh, but I got emails from her and correspondence that I have from Lisa Carson from last year shows that Lisa Carson lied in one of those emails, you know, so it's ridiculous. But yes, uh, if if we stay persistent mm-hmm. and if we continue going after these people, they can dig their heels in all they want. But the more people that we bring attention to this, uh, we just we have to continue to bring this to the people's attention in Weebson County and not just Weebson County, the state of Tennessee also, because Weebson County is not the only problem. But I do. I do see, you know, once we make headway on this and people finally start realizing you have you finally start having uh, the mayor, which he's a coward. He's on his way out. Thank God. Um, And then you've got county commissioners who want to bury their heads in the sand. Once these individuals start waking up and realizing that they are part of the problem and that they can either continue to be part of the problem and bury their heads in the sand or they can be part of the solution and get rid of these freaks then at that point, we will make headway on uh, Grant Solomon for, you know, for Angie. So I, I think I think they're they do a really good job of playing dumb. And that's the problem with politicians is uh, a, a lot of them have become so dishonest. Um, Bill Lee knows what people are talking about whenever they mention Grant Solomon. Um you know, everybody in that government does. You're not going to sit here and tell me that it's garnered tens of millions of views on TikTok. And they're the same types of individuals that you, just like you and I, we lay in here in bed or we sit on the couch and we scroll through TikTok. It's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Tens of millions of views that, that this case has garnered throughout the United States. Um, I mean, it's even garnered attention you know, worldwide in, in some other countries where people are seeing this. Uh, so, yeah, I think Bill Lee does a really good job of playing dumb. Um, along yeah. with the other people under him, uh, and they're just tr- they're doing everything they can to ignore it and hope and hope it goes away. Uh, and that's exactly what uh, you guys, which my following is growing on social media, your following is growing on social media. You have a lot of people with big followings out there who has put you know a, a pressure on these individuals and on the case. The best thing that we can do is just put keep putting pressure on them. You just can't give up. You have to keep going after it. It's a situation that just needs to be addressed. I mean, I, right. I just. I, like I, before we got on the the Zoom here, I was drafting another letter to um, DA Whitley because I'm like, I, I need these questions answered. I need to yeah. understand exactly because now I'm going through all these different letters 
that have been written to this family or addressed Grant Solomon between um, 2021 and 2024, and they are just all conflicting. So it's very yeah. confusing. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I just, I'm like you, we're, we're not going to stop because I think that uncovering what actually happened here, whether or not Aaron Solomon had anything to do with it or not. Like if we mm -hmm. figure out what happened, we can save other people from right. whatever the hell yeah. could happen next or whatever. Yeah. And this is, it's tough because I'm not in Tennessee and I don't understand every single um, aspect of the Tennessee government and, and obviously jurisdiction. And so it yeah. is tough. I want to ask a lot more questions, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing the best that I can from New York. But talking to people like you, it's super helpful. So I well, do the, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, the corruption runs deep in Tennessee, too. Um, you've got yeah. I mean, it, it's primarily dominated by the GOP. Um, you've got you've got good people in the GOP, but you've got a lot of bad people in the GOP, too. Um, and Ray Whitley is a perfect example of why we need term limits in Tennessee. That man has been a D.A., for decades. He's and that's a problem. And you yeah. see why, because Sumner County is an absolute cesspool. Um, and for, and you know, people who, who I know, uh, I know deputies at Sumner County that say, man, you don't even understand. And I know I don't, I can see it. This glaring from where I'm at, but I haven't even began to dig into Sumner County. Um, but it's a yeah. perfect example of why term limits needs to be placed on both elected and appointed positions in Tennessee. But in my personal opinion, I believe the GOP is preventing that because Tennessee and people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear it because they they just Tennessee's always been such a deep red state. Mm -hmm. Tennessee's turning purple. And yeah, it's it's not. And I think if, if the GOP knows if they implement term limits, it's a very real possibility that a lot of counties, your populous counties, which could flip a state real quick mm -hmm. to blue, a lot of your big counties are leaning, are starting to get that, they're starting to turn purple. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I could go down, but uh, but yeah. No, no. Uh, he's a perfect I, example. Yeah, and I, I actually think, like, I think Tennessee probably should be purple at this point because mm -hmm. I think that, like, a Democrat in Tennessee is a moderate, uh, it, you know, let's say in New York or New England. Um, right. and And obviously learning what I've learned, uh, how these people dictate their, um, their lives based on their quote unquote Christianity. That just doesn't seem, um, right. genuine to me, but, oh my gosh, I just forgot what I was going to say. I'll have to edit. I do it all the time. I literally was going to say something to you that was, uh, I do it all the time. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, um, it's, it's like your brain starts, you, you're focusing on what you want to talk about. And then your brain ventures into things that matter <laughs> on what you're about, the point you're about to make. And then, oh, well, oh on. no, I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you. So when you do, when you do decide to look into Sumner County, I don't, I haven't really gone into this on, uh, like on my commentary on the podcast because I, I want to be ethical and I want to like not go off rumors, but I do think it, it, there, it says a lot when I get many, many emails from people who live in Sumner County or work in Sumner County in the medical fields. And they've said to me, and I quote, Sumner County is where people go to die. And they say this for many reasons. I don't know if you were aware of this, but apparently you have to pay for an autopsy in Sumner County if you want one done that is not ordered by the hospital or the DA. You have to pay for it there. 
which is so is that and it's probably ridiculously expensive i'm sure Yeah, yeah i'm sure that was just one one thing and then the other thing is that i do get emails probably let's say on a slow week four emails a week of somebody's story of corruption in Tennessee. And they mm-hmm. I, they know that I'm not like this whistleblower or anything, right? Not because I am pretty focused on this one case and I don't have time to dig into everybody's story of right. corruption. But all you got to know is I'm getting like four emails a week of their stories. So oh, that can, says a lot. Yeah. I can imagine. And that's just, you know, that's just Sumner County. Um, you know, you go out to... I mean, you get into other counties, you're, you're more rural counties. Oh, no, it, they're from all counties. Like, it's, it's oh, all yeah. counties at this point. Oh, they're just like, insane. this is what's, ha- yeah. Or they'll say, I had this same experience with XYZ judge. I can't even yep. believe it. I can't believe you're actually talking about this. I've been waiting for someone to say something because I've kept this inside. But anyway, um, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but is there is there anything else that you feel is important to add here? Yeah, so um, I, I will. I do want to make this one point. So as far as the Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct, D. David Gay was the chair over the Tennessee Board of Judicial Conduct, and he was a judge in none other than Sumner County for a long time. So go figure, you know, no coincidence there that all these cases are getting dismissed. Um, But um, I will say this. um, I think who I think those people who are super involved like you who who are super focused on uh, the Grant Solomon case, um, you know, continue doing what you're doing, uh, stay motivated. I mean, it's, you're making progress. It may not feel that way, but you are. Um, But if something's going to get done about this, it's going to have to be the feds. Um, The TBI is not going to do anything about it. Uh, The Tennessee Highway Patrol is not going to do anything about it. Sumner County, Gallatin, they're not going to do anything about it. Um, It's going to have to be the feds. And if, and it's probably like this in every state, I would imagine. But um, if the FBI were to send in undercover agents and infiltrate, you know, these governments somewhere around this area, big name people would go to prison. Big name people would go to prison. We've been saying this for like for yeah. a year or when I've, I said this same thing. Like it's, yep. yeah, agreed. And all it would take, all it would take is one to go down and they'll take the entire, they'll take the entire tower down with them. Yeah. Uh, just if you, if you take down one of them, it, the entire thing, the house of cards will collapse. I just don't know so. how they sleep at night. I just, I don't understand how, I guess like, I mean, I, I can, I'm not, I always say I'm not naive. I'm really not, but yeah. at least just don't pretend that you're good. Don't pretend that right. you're a Christian. Don't just, just be a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like right. I just, just like show your true colors. I don't understand. Like, why do yeah. you have to, to do this? It's, and I, I've said this before, like they're the scariest type of people because yeah. they're not going to get caught or they, or they, they think they're invincible. So they just keep doing this. But anyway, yeah. um, Dr. Byron Davis, where can people find you if they would like to find you and follow you and all of the work that you're doing? So I just started a Twitter. Um, it's Byron Davis, PsyD, uh, P-S-Y-D. Um, I don't, I, I'll get on Twitter to, to kind of, to, you know, communicate with people from time to time and kind of stuff like that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll get on there and debate a little bit. Um, but uh, TikTok, we have uh, shadow oath. Um, okay. 
is where a lot of our content is going to be. We haven't put a whole lot of local stuff out there because uh, we are running a pretty big investigation right now that is coming across um, quite a bit of stuff. Um, when you and, say we, sorry, are you talking about you and other ex-law enforcement? Um, yes. Or, okay. uh, yeah. Ex-law enforcement officers, individuals who used to be in the justice system who got sick of all this crap, uh, whistleblowers okay. in the government. There's a lot of stuff coming out, not just in Williamson County, but there's a lot of stuff coming out in Williamson County. Um, and it's unfortunate, uh, but we're going to have to see. Uh, it's obvious that the FBI, where they're at right now, wouldn't be a good time to send anything over to the FBI. Um, they're just, mm. they're not going to do anything. Uh, so, the goal is to wait until November and and see uh, see about sending that stuff over and see if anything gets done about it. I see. So, but Shadow Wolf on TikTok is uh, where we're at. Okay, that okay. Well, if you would ever like to do a TikTok about Grant Solomon, that would also be great for your followers. We would so appreciate it as we so appreciate Definitely. you taking the time to be on this podcast and share all of your knowledge. So, thank you so much again. Absolutely, I appreciate you. Okay, Dr. Byron Davis, that was a bit intense, but he is doing some important work and I do have a good relationship with him. So I do feel comfortable going to him and just bouncing stuff off of him, which has been so nice. So um, yeah, he's a really great resource to have. You can find out more about him once again in the episode notes. And thanks again for listening. Thank you for putting your trust and faith in me because you are listening to this podcast. I so appreciate it. And I know Angie and Gracie do as well. All right, until next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.